0: Back for another episode. So, we have been growing, and I am so excited about that. So, continue to share and listen and tell all your friends and family and other true crime lovers about us. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A True Side of Crime. Join our Facebook group at A True Side of Crime Podcast. And if you feel so inclined to so I can get a better chair than this rickety old one and get better hosting so we can continue to do this, go ahead and donate to the cause on PayPal or on our anchor page. Go ahead and give us a review on whatever platform you're listening on and don't forget to send us case recommendations true cider so I just created a buy me a coffee page and if you guys follow me on Instagram or on Facebook all of you know that coffee is what fuels this podcast because with five kids I wouldn't be able to do it otherwise right go ahead and head over to buy me a coffee slash a true side and buy a girl a coffee that way I can continue these late nights and early mornings Creating this podcast for you guys. So, today we are covering a disappearance that I actually heard a lot about and I wanted to cover it before. It was a bunch of other stuff I had on my list, but this case, I was drawn to this case for a couple reasons. One, I heard Stephanie Harlow, which I've talked about her before because she is my favorite true crime YouTuber, talk about her. And then Kendall Ray talked about her second favorite true crime YouTuber. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll cover her. And then I got one of those, have you seen this child posters in my mail and her face was on it. I was like, you know what? This is a sign. I need to cover the Dose Alavez case. Dose was also born on my birthday. That touches the heart a little bit, right? Dose Alavez was born on... April 25th of 2014, Bridgeton, New Jersey, to 14 year old mom, Noema Alaves Perez. At the time of Dulce's disappearance, in September of 2019, she was five years old. Now, Noema shared custody of Dulce with her parents. Her parents immigrated here to the US from Mexico about 20 years ago. I'm not sure why her parents would decide that they wanted to share custody of Dulce. I don't know if it's because Noema was so young when she had Dulce because 14 is incredibly young, I was an 18 year old mom. I could not imagine being a 14 year old mom. Also, Noema has made a couple comments about her having issues with alcohol and drugs before. The only thing I saw her say though is that like she doesn't smoke anymore. So that makes me think weed, which I don't think that makes you a unfit parent because you smoked some weed, whatever. You weren't like a crack addict or anything, but I don't know. I'm not sure why that happened, but nevertheless it happened. So. She was going to get Dulce from school that day because Dulce had just started kindergarten only a few weeks earlier. And so she picked up Dulce and she picked up her little sister. Her little sister was eight years old and with them was Dulce's three-year-old little brother. Now, I want to say that Noema was five months pregnant when this happens and this will be important later just because people have said some stuff about her acting weird. I don't think she was acting weird. I think she's pregnant. So after she picks the girls up, they go to a convenience store and they go get ice cream, typical day. There is surveillance video of the foursome walking in. The kids are getting ice cream. You can see that Dulce had on this yellow shirt with black, what looked like leggings with flowers on them. And she's happy going to get her some ice cream. And once they leave from getting the ice cream, They head over to Bridgeton Park. Now, this park is described as a huge park that backs up to the back of the high school. Now, this park has trails. It has a playground. It has a basketball court. It's huge. So, they go to this park and I will link this video of this 360 view of the park where they were. It's pretty cool. The news station did a walkthrough so everybody could kind of get some reference to exactly what the area looked like and it does, it gives you a lot of reference. And as always, pictures of it will be on my Instagram. So, Doce and her three-year-old little brother, once they get there, bail out of the car and run to the playground, which Anybody who has kids or little brothers or little sisters, nieces and nephews, if you take a child to the park, you know as soon as you get there, they dart. Most of us walk right behind them. Noema didn't. Her and her little sister stayed in the car. Now, this has been reported a couple different ways. One way said she was doing homework with her little sister in the car. One says she was scratching a lotto ticket in the car. Either way, I feel like... They could have did whatever they were doing at like a park bench or something. That way they were closer to the kids. So the kids play at the park. Now they're playing for a while and Noema notices they kind of go out of sight for about five or 10 minutes. And five or 10 minutes doesn't sound a lot in a regular moment, like, oh, I stood there for five or 10 minutes, or I was at the store for five or 10 minutes. That's quick. But when it's kids out of your sight, five or 10 minutes is such a long time. If anybody has ever had their kid walk away, five or 10 minutes is the longest period of time. Ever for you not to be able to see your child and kids do like let go of your hand and they want to go look at ice cream And ice cream's on the next aisle you turn around your kids gone you were turned around for 10 seconds and now you're running around trying to find your kid and they're just looking at ice cream you find we're like look mama I found whatever I was looking for and in their minds they it's they just wanted ice cream they want to show you the ice cream because they're a big kid now and look mama but to you you're like Please don't do that because in that five or ten minutes, you thought all the worst thoughts that you could ever think about something happening to your baby, right? Noema thought that the kids were on the swings. So when I show the pictures of the park, it will show you that there's like this little, a little hill where the basketball court is. And like So the playground is on a flat surface and there's this little hill. It's maybe... I don't know, five feet tall, maybe. And it curves right up to where the basketball court sits because the basketball court sits a little higher than the playground. And so because of that hill, she couldn't see where they were on the swing. I don't know. I don't know, guys. Like, I don't know what to say about that because in hindsight, it sounds horrible. But in that moment, sometimes your kid runs to the other side of the park and you let them run to the other side of the park and come right back or you let them go to the water fountain. At five and three, eh, that's a little fitting. Let's not judge her, she is a grieving mom. They get out the car, cause she's like, I haven't seen my kids for five or 10 minutes, let me go see where they are. Well, they walk up, they see Dose's little brother, no sign of Dose. Now, Dose's little brother cannot talk at this point. So when his mom asks him what happened, he points over to these two maintenance buildings because behind the playground are two maintenance buildings and behind those maintenance buildings is the only other exit and entrance to this park in the area that they're in. So he points over there, Noema goes over there thinking Dose's probably playing hide and seek or something, but her son is bawling his eyeballs out and initially they thought it was because his ice cream had fallen on the ground because that's a three year old thing to do, right? They drop their ice cream or they get bumped and their ice cream falls and they bawl their little eyeballs out because they really wanted that ice cream in their three and they're trying to deal with that emotion of not having ice cream. But that wasn't it. He was crying because he didn't know where the heck his sister was. So this little guy is crying, noima's trying to find her daughter and she starts starts to go ask the girls at the basketball court, right? She's like, hey, have you seen my daughter? And they tell her that they saw Dulce run towards those two maintenance buildings and they saw this black guy walking past at that exact moment. Now, I've seen it to where they said the black dude was driving a red car, I've also seen it where they say he was driving a red van, I don't know. But at this point, Noem was worried. Her daughter is gone, they said that there's a strange man she doesn't know. She thought there was nobody else at the park other than her, her little family and the girls she saw at the basketball court. But she couldn't possibly know if anybody else was at any other part of the park because she obviously couldn't see it. Only other people she saw was a guy leaving earlier with his kids as they were coming in. So, Noema calls the police. And there's audio. I will insert right here. 911, no one your emergency? Um, I can't find my daughter. Okay, when was the last time you seen her? <laughs> we were at the park, and people said that somebody, probably somebody took so her. Okay. I do wanna say I only played a portion of the 911 tape. Okay, so in the audio, you can hear that she says, said that they think her daughter might have been taken. She talks to the police, and she sounds worried. Not like bawling her eyeballs out, but she sounds extremely worried. So the police come, they begin to search. They cannot find anything. They don't even find an ice cream cup that Dulce had, okay? Not even the little ice cream cup she had. Noema begins to be ridiculed for not being emotional enough. Why did she let her out of her side? All these things that hindsight are 2020, right? For example, 24 hours after Dosé went missing, people were searching and Noema had taken a minute to eat some pizza. Remember, she's five months pregnant. She hadn't eaten in 24 hours. I'm going to go out on a limb and say her family and people close to her Victims advocates all those people that surround you when you have a missing child probably said, Noema, you need to eat something because you're going to pass out. You need to also take care of the baby you're carrying. That's probably exactly what happened. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that, okay? Because at five months pregnant, you need to eat and not eating for 24 hours is dangerous regularly. You should not do that. You'll get lightheaded and you can pass out for not eating anything for 24 hours, but especially when you're pregnant. So she was really just taking care of herself and the child she was carrying by taking five minutes to eat some pizza. Now, people are also saying it's weird that Dose went missing at a park where there's no cameras or no people. How could she really have done that though? like I take my kids to the park sometimes and when we get there sometimes there's a bunch of people sometimes there's no people I don't know I just know my kids said they want to go to the park so I'm taking them to the doggone park I don't I'm not psychic I can't be like oh this is going to be a ton of people there I assume that there's going to be people there because it's a nice day but sometimes it might not I mean it's after school so I can't think that she knew nobody would be there after school and it seemed like it was a nice day in September because nobody had on jackets everybody had on short sleeve. Now, Dulce was taught not to talk to strangers, not to go with strangers, and if somebody tries to take her to scream, the same thing we tell all of our kids, stranger danger, right? Noema said that she explained this to Dulce multiple times that her daughter knows not to go with a stranger. Here's the thing, she's five. A cat, a dog, a snack, ice cream, candy, all kind of stuff can convince a five-year-old to go with somebody Or just saying, oh, I know your mom. I know your grandma. Little kids believe and trust adults. That's why they're targeted. Because a teenager knows, like, I've never seen you before. You probably don't know my mom. Or, hey, you want some candy? Uh, no. Like, I'm not taking candy from you. I don't know you. Little kids don't think about stuff like that. Right? Noema goes on to the Dr. Phil show and he asked her a bunch of questions. He asked her if she was involved, all the questions that everybody has been talking about, why she was so emotionless. And Dr. Phil said that she was the most emotionally flat mother of a missing child that he's ever met. Noema did say that she grieves in private. She doesn't even grieve in front of her parents. She's just not a person that cries in public. As I said, Stephanie Harlow covers this case and she said something. That made me go, hmm. She said that it might be because she's trying to make sure she's saying the right words in English because she speaks Spanish, which makes a lot of sense because I don't speak a lot of Spanish, but when I'm trying to speak it, I have to take a moment to think about all the words that I'm gonna say and then I say them. If that's what she's doing, that would make sense why she's not very emotional. She has to make sure that she's telling the English speaking people what she needs to tell them to find her daughter, which is her first concern, right? Dr. Phil also asks her if she knows any black men, referring to the dude that was in the car or the van, which we still don't know if he's actually connected or not. And she says she doesn't know, like, she doesn't have any black guy friends. She doesn't know. So, he tells her, like, that means Dosé went with a stranger. Probably, she's five, so even if her mom taught her that, that does not mean that she followed it. I don't know why Dr. Phil kept drilling that in, like, that meant she was lying or something crazy. The police do believe that Dulce was lured away or she went with Somebody she knew, which I feel like are generally the only facts because nobody heard a scream. So that's why they came to that conclusion. Now, the family spokesperson, Jackie is her name, she has received some cryptic letters from somewhere in Cleveland, Ohio. The letters had random words on them that said Alaska, Mexico border, 1776, and Civil War, which together those things don't make a lot of sense because. Alaska has nothing to do with 1776, neither does Mexico, and neither does the Civil War. They don't all go together. Maybe it's the Mexican Civil War. I don't know, but they have random words and they were sent to her specifically, which freaked her out a little bit. There was also an index card that was mailed to a racetrack in Austintown Township in Ohio also. I don't know what was on that index card, but whatever it was led police to go search a wooded area. Nothing ended up coming from them searching a wooded area, but it got them to search. And let's talk about those theories, right? So one theory is Noema gave Dose away. For what reason? I don't know. Like, did she not want to be her mom? Well, if that was the case, her parents had joint custody of her, so that doesn't make a lot of sense, right? If she didn't want to take care of Dulce, then all she had to do was just let her parents take care of her. So, I don't know if I believe this theory. Also, Noima sold her, which still doesn't make sense. Like, for what? What would she sell her daughter for? It doesn't make any sense. What game would she have? I mean, it's possible. I have covered cases, like I covered the case of Olivia Jensen, And her dad could have just gave her to her grandma because her grandma would have taken her. And he didn't. They decided to kill the baby instead. So, you know what? That, I mean, it's possible. I don't necessarily believe it, but it's possible. Now, the next theory is Noema hid Dulce from her dad. Now, this theory comes from the fact that Dulce's dad recently decided, hmm, Dulce does look like me. She probably is my kid after denying her most of her little life, right? So, he has commented to Noema about getting custody of Dolce. So people are saying maybe she hid Dulce so he couldn't get custody of her. But it doesn't seem to me that he actually like did anything to pursue custody. He just kind of said it. I don't know if that's consistent or not. The police did find him. They interviewed him and nothing's come of it so far from what I read. They haven't said that he's a suspect or they believe he's involved or anything. Next, she was lured by a stranger, which is a high possibility. If this black dude that they saw was behind the kidnapping of Dulce, Say, Alvez, then he probably lured her with something. She was seen running over there. There's no telling what he could have told her. The last theory is obviously she was taken by somebody who knew her. Now, she could have been taken by somebody who she like actually knew, or maybe somebody she knew from her school. Because once a kid meets a parent or an adult at school, they feel like they know them, right? They speak to this little kid every day, and the child speaks back to them. That person could have seen her and decided, I'm going to take her. And they developed a little relationship with Dulce to the point that they were like, hey, come here, let's go for a ride. And she was like, oh, okay, let's go and went with them. We don't know because kids at five are so impressionable. They believe everybody is innocent because they don't know the evils of the world, which is amazing, but it also makes them so vulnerable. So Dulce Alavez has still not been found more than a year later. There have been continuous searches by the police and they still have not found any evidence. If you know anything about the disappearance of Dulce Alavez, please call the FBI at 1-800-CALL-FBI 1-800-225-5324. Hit option four and then option eight. And unfortunately, that. Is the case of Dulce Alavez. I enjoy hearing from our listeners, so do not be afraid to reach out. And as always, until next time, continue to be the amazing people you always are.